Hey, I'm Chrissy. And I'm Carrie. And we are Status Macabre. Welcome back. Yes. We took another extended It's the holidays. It is. Yeah, we apologize for kind of our bouncing around with when episodes come out. We we were in Key West. Um, We did not get a chance to actually tape there, even though we We thought we took everything with us. We yeah, even though we intended to, um, but things got a little hectic, and yeah. So anyway, Um, we are back and. Hopefully in a regular cadence going forward. The the holidays are a little awkward and weird and, you know, time shuffling around for everyone. I don't know that they're awkward, but I think they get it. So, but anyway, um, so I want to go ahead and jump into it. Yeah, let's do it. So, um, before we get into your episode, um, I've got, you know, stupid crime of the week. Let's hear it. I love the stupid. I like the Cheeto ones last time. Yeah, the Cheeto ones were good, but this one is uh a real woman. Um her name is Wendy Lynn Wine. Win, actually, sorry. W E I N. She's 52. Hmm. She actually went online um and found a website called Rent a Hitman. <laughs> She filled out a form. I guess they had like this form, and um, she was asking for help killing her ex-husband. <laughs> Unfortunately for this smart lady, and perhaps fortunately for her ex, um, the site is owned not by a hitman, but a computer professional named Bob um, Ennis who initially launched the site in 2005 to promote a hacking prevention business. Oh, wow. But years later, he started checking the site's inbox and found a lot of disturbing emails. Um, And they were not, you know, they were requests not related to business. So since then, he's made the site into an obvious joke. And when he gets requests, he turns them over to the police. So that's what Bob here did. He... Oh, my God. In turn, took um, Wendy Lynn's request, took it over to the police. And um, he, (laughs) Wendy Lynn was used um, as a pseudonym, um, but her otherwise real contact information was in the form. (laughs) So, um, Wynn, Wien, put in her service request on the site that her ex-husband had stolen $20,000 from her. So she wanted him killed? Yep. And she didn't want to commit the crime herself. So what better way than to go on Google and find a hitman near me? I'm shocked. People are this stupid. Wait, what state is this? um, Do we know? Uh, you know what? Actually, that's a good question. Uh, Michigan. I take that back. It is Michigan. Michigan. So I was going to say Michigan, but then I was like, nope, nope. But it is. I have confirmed it's Michigan. And she said that she preferred uh, to not go to jail um, when she wrote, you know, <laughs> her form. And do whatever you do, but keep me out of yeah, it. Yeah, make me make it I so know. I did not go to jail or don't go to jail. So Ennis forwarded um, that, again, that form to Michigan State Police, who posed as people affiliated with the site and contacted this lady. She decided she, you know, 
Um, she was going to give, you know, confirm all the information. She gave the detective her ex's address, told them when and where he works, and I gave a $200 down payment on the $5,000 debit card. I got <laughs> I it probably let me write you a check. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, and the amount of total was uh, five thousand dollars for the murder. That was it. That's a steal, if you ask me. But they charged her, and she pleaded guilty Friday. That was Chrissy carrying yeah, no. nothing about murder for hire. <laughs> <laughs> she could serve up to nine years in prison. So that is dumb crime of the week. Um, I love these dumb crimes because, yeah, the people are really stupid. I so so did okay, and if I missed it, I saw. I'm sorry. Did she go to jail? Yeah, she um, she obviously they arrested her. They took her to jail, and she hasn't been on trial yet. But she oh. could serve up to nine years. So it's too so new. For it's us too to know new. It's too new. We'll keep you updated. Keep us updated. Yes, I need to know. <laughs> Idiots. I love that. All right, so um, let's talk about your episode. Yeah, who, who are we talking about we're today? We're talking about Robert Christian Bob oh, well. Hansen. So we know Bob is short for Robert, so that's where the Bob came in. Gotcha. All right. Also known as the Butcher Baker. You know, I have to be honest with you. I may have heard this guy or like parts of the story um, before, but... I don't think I ever put a name and a face together. Yeah. So there, there was before I he just popped into my head yeah. one day out of the blue. That's um, weird. And so I was like, kind of like you. I I knew I had heard something. I knew bits and pieces of the story, but yeah. it, not didn't know the full thing. Yeah. So this one's a weird one, uh, and and really awful. He's gross. Yeah. They're all gross. No, that's fair. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to call him Robert. Yeah. Robert was an Alaskan afebophilic. Now you're probably asking, what the heck is that? Yes. I had to Google it and I had to Google it because I wanted to understand the definition and I had to Google how to say it. (laughs) So I will not be saying it again, (laughs) but it is a person who is attracted to late or post adolescents or children that have gone through through puberty, essentially. So he was attracted. Um, essentially, he was a he was a child abductor, right? He was, yeah, he was a pedophile, I oh, guess. Yes. Oh, but all that. but all that. okay, he was also considered the Lonely Hearts killer because he wasn't. Um, he was used to putting ads in papers and oh. trying to get women that way. Mm. He was an arsonist. He was a serial rapist. Um, and then, you know, obviously a serial killer on top of all this. This was, this was a bad guy. He was a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And he looked for, uh, prostitutes. Um, he wanted runaways or prostitutes. And I'm not saying that these lives do not matter. It's just, they tend to stay under the radar and they may mm-hmm. not have people looking for them. Well, they're as, vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're victims. Yep. Right. Um, once he abducted his victim, he would rape them, torture them, and then he would release them into the Alaskan wildlife and hunt them. That is fucking terrifying. I'm yeah. just saying. Cause I you're had, naked and running in the snow. Yeah. No. Hopefully. <laughs> oh my God. That is horrible. And he, that's was, like my worst nightmare. He, it's a, it makes me want to take a deep breath. And he was active in the early eighties. He, um, from like 73 to 83, 
He was born in Estherville, Iowa in 1939 to Edna and Christian Hansen. Now his father, Christian, was a very domineering Danish immigrant and they had a very difficult relationship. Christian was very strict and made Robert work very long hours in the family-owned bakery and, you know, it was all year round. So whether he was in school or he was on vacation, he had to work late into the night into the early morning and then be at school the next day and he was making danishes i guess (laughs) he was making danishes and bread um and all sorts of baked baked bakery things (laughs) um a family acquaintance was later quoted by you know saying that his dad was a big old mean guy he was real hard on him in quote Mm. that was you know and in the 30s 40s right 40s and maybe 50s that's when like kids respected their parents <laughs> you were scared of your yeah. parents now robert had a significant stuttering problem when he was young and into his adult life he had acne so severe that it left scars oh god that's awful he was scrawny he was kind of a timid guy um and we know that kids are cruel, so he was bullied a lot for this and he literally had no close friends i mean i've been bullied before and picked on. Sure. But I had a confidant. I had somebody I could. Oh yeah, with. yeah. Oh yeah. That's different when you have nobody. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and he didn't. And personally, I think that this could definitely have an impact on your psyche. Mm-hmm. He was considered a social outcast. He was shunned by the girls, um, and he would later admit to hating women and wanting revenge. And he would say that, um, and that was because it was the way he was treated in high school. Ugh, God. So Robert bumps along, hating school, uh, working long hours in the family bakery, and getting picked on. He's hating people. (laughs) He's developing, you know, hatred for people. Sure. He's wanting wanting to see people pay for what happened to him. I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't either. Right. Yeah. (laughs) He graduates high school in 1957, and then he enrolls in the U.S. Army Reserves. Um, He seemed to do well as a skilled marksman, which we will see (laughs) later. And he serves his one week in a month, uh, works in the family bakery at the rest of the time. So he's just flopping between the reserves and the bakery. The bakery, Mm -hmm. right. At times, he would volunteer as an assistant drill sergeant at the police uh, police academy in a town called Pocahontas. Oh, wow. Interesting. In 1960, he falls in love and gets married to a local girl. And in the same year, he's arrested for burning down the Pocahontas County Board of Education school bus garage. What the fuck? Yeah. So he, he does, he, he hates high school, he gets picked on, he graduates high school, he does a couple years of But he gets married. Behavior. He gets married, and then, I don't know what it is about... He was like, know, I'm just going to set that bus on fire. <laughs> We're doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but in his mind, and for him, this was revenge for him being picked on and being unpopular in school. So I'm going to blow up the bus. He's setting the whole bus garage on fire, which is <laughs> the big yard. Oh, know, the- I don't know why I'm thinking, like, just one bus no he set the district whole fucking bus garage a, ooh, on fire that's a lot of buses i guess the i mean for me you're doing the kids a favor they don't have to go how they're gonna get to school right right yeah i feel like he didn't think through that all the way <laughs> no. um and you know he he wasn't he wasn't a smart guy clearly and he was caught for his crime 
when of course he confided into a friend and a friend basically turned around and turned him in. <laughs> Shit, yeah. He Some was, friend that is though. Right. He ended up serving 20 months of a three-year prison sentence in um, Anamasa State Penitentiary. Now while he was incorporated, incarcerated, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and periodic schizophrenic episodes. Oh. So he is 100% fully diagnosed at a very young age. And okay, I, I guess I'm I'm questioning the schizophrenic. Like what you know, what were his symptoms or are the characteristics of I wonder what the episodes were. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like I have people talking to they me. They were schizophrenic. Or, yeah, no, clearly. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm I'm curious, did he hear voices or something? I would I would guess he probably did, yeah. but I'm not 100% sure. Burn the buses. (laughs) The psychiatrist that made the diagnosis made notes that Robert had an infantile personality Mm -hmm. and was obsessed with getting revenge on people that he felt wronged him. And while he was incarcerated, of course, because he's nuts, his wife was like, I'm out. Deuces. He's out. (laughs) I don't blame her. I dodged a bullet. I don't blame her either. Thank God. I I don't. uh, The women. That stay married to these men who've been in prison for years and years and years and years. I don't get it. I I mean, red flag people. Maybe we need to do a list of uh, ladies. This is a red flag. (laughs) It might be a red flag if. Take note. Okay, ladies, that's coming next episode. (laughs) Over the next several years, he's jailed on and off for petty crimes. He gets remarried. He has two children. He's just, you know, continuing with. Uh, he's stealing, he's setting things on fire. He's spiraling down. It's not good, right? But it's not bad yet. I mean, it's bad, but it ain't, you know, we didn't didn't kill anybody yet. Yeah, I was going to say, you start small. (laughs) Yeah, right? Um, He gets remarried and he has two children. In 1967, after he has served all of his time for his petty crimes, he and his family decide they're going to move to Anchorage, Alaska. Now, why... I've got nothing because I would never want to be that cold right? that long. <laughs> right? You were like, why? Let's take so, a moment just to talk about why we would never move somewhere. Here's legit. Why do people live there? Because he knew he was going to be doing some deadly shit and yeah. he wanted to be as low key and out. Oh, I mean, that's what they say. That's people who opinion. live out there tend to, I mean, I'm sure it's beautiful and no offense to anyone. Serial <laughs> right. That, but people move up to those regions, like especially close to, you know, out in the Minnesota woods and I mean, I Michigan think we've woods, done for people where, ha- where they would. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, um, that's desolate. Yeah. He takes his wife and his kids. Oh my God. Red flag, guys. Yep. <laughs> he's, um, ironically, you guys, he gets there and he's well liked in Anchorage. He. <laughs> He turns into an avid hunter. He ends up breaking several um, hunting records. And I want to mention here, because I thought it was funny, uh, they're all nullified after he was convicted. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he was really proud. Marksmanship for him was something that he was really good at. Sure. Um, And, of course, what he chooses, and and you guys, it's safe to say that what he chooses for these competitions, he's... He chose for the women that he let let out into the wildlife. Mm. But he chooses a bow and an arrow or a rifle. Now... Ugh. I do not want any sort of projectile going through my body. But I if I had to choose between the two, I mean, shoot me with the rifle because the bow and arrow, can you imagine? That's not going to probably kill you immediately. And you're just going to sit in the cold and the snow with an arrow through your fucking leg. 
Can we talk about how painful that might be? And I think it would be the, the oh, slower of the two. No shit. Yeah. So. It makes my head. Oh, gosh. Right. No. Okay. All right. In 1971, Robert was arrested two more times. So I want you guys, I'm stopping right here because I want everybody to think about why did Anchorage PD or Anchorage troopers or whoever mm. up there is running the law, did they not say, hey. Something's wrong with this dude. Probably should keep this one in jail for a Yeah. Minute. So <clears throat> he's arrested for two more crimes. First for abduct abducting and attempting to rape a housewife. And the second time for raping a prostitute. Oh, God. Yeah. So he did not rape the housewife, but he definitely raped the prostitute. Um, he pleaded no contest to assault for the housewife housewife and the rape charges against the prostitute were dropped because they made a plea deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I think that, that's our first flag right there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's atrocious. He was sentenced to five years in prison, but after serving only six months, what six months, he was placed on a work release program and released to a halfway house. I'm halfway sorry. House. I don't understand the mentality of our justice system when you let a fucking rapist out on the street. Yeah. And I, it was very I, much a man's world at this time. Oh, clearly, clearly. Very but much. I mean, that shit still happens. Absolutely. And it's Absolutely. fucked up. All right, I'm off my so six box. months. Um, later and later in 1977, he's arrested when he is caught stealing a chainsaw from a Fred Meyer store. <laughs> All right, like. <laughs> He's not. How I do you steal a chainsaw? I get to get tube of lipstick. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some underwear. But I, I'm sorry. Um, what's that under your shirt, sir? Are you happy to see me uh, without a chainsaw, buddy? <laughs> I'm guessing you're not happy to see me. <laughs> so um, for this crime, he's sentenced to five years in prison, and he's required to receive psychiatric treatment for his bipolar disorder. Oh. But the Alaska Supreme Court does not reduce, I'm sorry, the, the, last, the Alaska Supreme Court does reduce his sentence and he's released with time served in a year. Oh. So that's the second time he's gotten off, even though I stuttered through that. While he was in prison, they did prescribe him lithium, mm. but he was not required by law to take it. So the lithium, we Pro don't know because he never took it, right? But I'm right. sure it would have helped significantly. I would think so. In the early 1980s, he stages a burglary at his home to get insurance money. He actually is successful at this. And he takes the money that he receives and he opens a bakery. And he proceeds to establish himself as a well-liked family man. And that, to me, is a little bit of a head turn because a baker. Like a yeah, a baker. baker. Well, I mean, that that's what he knows. Fluffy white bread is a serial raper murder I know, arsonist you, you'd think you'd put that in the category of like the butcher not necessarily right. the baker right <laughs> i don't um, know and also uh, in 1982 he purchases a plane even though he had been denied a pilot license because of his mental issues and the prescriptions oh. that he was prescribed um that didn't stop him that from makes flying. sense oh wow now during questioning robert hansen claimed that he began Serial raping women as early as 1973. <gasps> oh, God. He would pick up a prostitute from Anchorage uh, Tenderloin District, which I just don't even like saying it, but it's called the Anchorage Tenderloin District. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> which, and that's where the prostitutes go? That would be their, you know, their red light district Tr or something. Oh. Yeah, so that was where the prostitutes were. It was a an area that... <laughs> I can't, but that's funny. That's gross, right? That's kind of... 
Fuck yeah. So he'd go, he'd go to the district, he'd um, pick a prostitute out, and he'd force her at gunpoint into the car. At this point, he would take them out to a small cabin where he would rape them and torture them. Um, and once he was done, oftentimes he would put them on a plane and fly them out further, oh. release them, and then hunt them like animals, shooting or stabbing them to death. Oh my God. See, that's terrifying. That is flipping terrifying. He, he also said that he did not kill all the women that he raped. He actually did let some go if they complied. With and what? He would, he would rape them. He'd torture them, but he wouldn't kill them. And he'd just let them go. So if he dropped them back, some he yeah. dropped back off at the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just, when you said when they, if they complied, I'm like, I wonder what it was that, oh, I mean, I can't imagine. Shut it was up. Probably, don't scream. Yeah. I can only imagine, but it was, it was definitely torture. Like, did they yeah. leave with their limbs? Yes. Yeah. But they were, um, mentally fucked up after that. I'm sure. Aggressively raped. And, yeah. And, yeah. Just terrible shit to be honest with Jesus. you. Jesus. Oops. Sorry. I said that. <laughs> um, that, and as he progressed and the rapes weren't satisfying what he needed, he mm-hmm. stopped letting them Go. go like everybody yeah mm. he ended up by the 80s he the final count was around 17 ish women that he had abducted that did not get the opportunity to let go and he there was i think they found 15 or so that God. he had raped and just let go that's awful um and like i said my guess is that he needed to start killing these women to satisfy whatever demon or urges that he had mm-hmm. in his you know going on um, and the police really had no clue there was a serial killer in the area until 1982 when the body of an exotic dancer was found near the Nick River. So there were two off-duty police officers who were hunting, just happened to be hunting, and mm-hmm. then they see a dead body. Um, it is a woman named Sherry Morrow. She was found with a 22 casing near her body, and it would take two weeks to identify her because her body was decomposed Ugh. so bad. Poor thing. She oh. was shot three times, even though her clothing had no holes in it, which we know suggests that she mm. was naked when she was shot. And then the murderer redressed her. Why? I have no clue. That bugged me. If you were just going to, I don't know. If why you were going to kill that. her anyway, why did you redress her? Yeah. And then, and then mm. dumped her. I, I maybe give her some dignity. I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, she was blindfolded and she was bound and it was her death that triggered the police to see if there were any other cases in the area. Two years before Sherry's body was found, construction workers found the partial remains of a woman buried in a shallow grave. Her body was badly decomposed and the wildlife in the area had scattered her body. Ugh, yuck. Police were unable to identify her and called her Jane Doe. So we say Jane Doe and they say Eklunta Annie, if I hope I pronounced that correctly. Oh, wow. But in Alaska, that means Jane Doe. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't want to say that anymore, so I'm just going to say Jane Doe. <laughs> I kind of like it, though. I do, I do. but I feel like I'm, I like I'm going to just mess it up. Yeah, better not Eklunta, say it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one came forward with any information uh, about about Jane Doe and police were growing concerned that they might be dealing with a serial killer. So it prompted them to start asking questions in other districts and other areas to say, Hey, have there been any other dancers or prostitutes that have come forward with anything or Mm -hmm. we don't know where they are. Right. 
Sherry's co-workers told police when they started asking that there were many women that had gone missing. Police suspected that Annie and Sherry's case was connected. Uh, so this God. Jane Doe yeah. really did spark. Yeah, um, somebody lit, right. lit a fire under somebody's ass. Yeah. And like we were saying earlier, I didn't think about it until I put this together. But in all honesty, these women, these women were victims from the very beginning because everyone preyed on them. Mm-hmm. Um, their bar owners preyed on them. Pimps preyed on them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the people that they thought were going to pay Pre- them for a yeah, service preyed yeah. on them. Um, and no one went to the cops because what they were doing was illegal and there were runaways involved. And like I said earlier, they didn't want all that much attention. Sure. And again, I'm not, I'm not implying that these lives aren't worth not saving. I, like I said, I just, they, you know, they wanted to fly under the radar. Sure. But I mean, you, if you're going to go into that type of work, you have to understand the risks. I mean, I hate to say it that way, but I mean, it, it, it is true. I mean, if I'm going to fly a plane, I know the risks I could freaking crash. So in this situation, you have to know the risks. Yeah. And there is some accountability there too. And in June of 1983, a young prostitute named Cindy Paulson was spotted with a handcuff on her wrist by a trucker. This Mm. poor girl had escaped, uh, Robert's attack. Um, 17 years old, she was at work when Robert Hansen pulled up beside her and offered her $200 for oral sex. She said, all right. And she gets in the car and <laughs> off they go. <laughs> Show thing. She said that he was a shy man and he suggested that they go to a nearby park. He didn't want to be just around. Out and about. Out, yeah. Right. Cindy performs oral sex. And when they're done, Robert pulls her hair back. Mm-hmm. And he shoves a gun in her face, claiming that he would not hurt her if she did whatever it is that he, he said. said. Yeah. So Robert took her to his home, grabs her by her hair, pulls oh. her out of the car, and, and is dragging her in the house. Cindy goes into survival mode at that time, which sure. I got to commend her. Like, some people would freak out yelling in the screaming mode. I mean, I don't know what mode you go into. I know. I, I would, I have thought about that before. And it's like, where, what would you do if you were in that situation? And given some, you know, situations I've been in lately, I'd probably beat somebody's ass. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like it's fight or flight, right? And I'm going to fight. Yeah. I, I, um, I struggle. Sometimes I can, I don't know. I, I can't imagine you just laying there. No, no, no. I don't think that'll happen. I just, between fighting and, and trying to get into survival mode, oh, yeah, I like, kind of see myself right on the line. I, can, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe you're a lot cool-headed than I am. That's what I'm, that's what I'm struggling with. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, I know I would. I hope I I'd be that first something. bitch dead because I'd... If I'm being drugged by my hair, right? If I'm being drugged and I haven't, right? And I haven't been drugged, yeah. And there's a tiny, scrawny, stuttering Robert Hansen. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna kick his ass. <laughs> At least you've established. That. See, I was like, I can't imagine you just like laying there, and then probably go, oh, "Thank God, God. Some excitement." <laughs> believe oh my god you won't believe what happened to me oh that way i would call people i hadn't talked to in fucking 10 years right oh my god oh, we're horrible so she, people so she starts making mental notes of everything um the color of the house how long the driveway is you know everything she can think of she's, sure that's she's smart this. smart 
Robert rapes Cindy, chain, and then he chains her by her neck to a beam in the basement, and he mm. falls asleep. Oh, this like guy, a typical man. How big are your balls? Right. That you do all of this and then you think I'm gonna fall asleep. Yeah, I'm just gonna go to bed now. Because my anxiety, if I had someone chained to my <laughs> oh basement, my I would have thought they with their own teeth chewed <laughs> claw them off. Their yes. Right. I people have cut their own arms off to survive. So yeah. <laughs> I would not be able to sleep. <laughs> because Every three seconds, I'm yep. thinking they escaped. Right. No, no. Yeah, that's a fair statement. That's very accurate that's about you. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a fair assessment for yes. where my mind would go pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but while he was sleeping, Cindy is memorizing sure. everything she sees. So she's in the basement. He's got hunting trophies, mounted animal heads, clothing's just thrown around the house. She is making a mental note of everything because... She's hoping she survives and they can catch this guy. Mm -hmm. Several hours later, Robert wakes and releases Cindy from her neck chain and tells her to go to the bathroom and to clean up. And when she's finished, he told her he wanted to show her his cabin. And once she saw the cabin, he would let her go after that. And Robert Hmm. explains to Cindy the only way to get to the cabin is by plane. Oh, no. I see this going downhill, like, real quick. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, And he's got one ready to go. So, you know, they they get in the car. They drive to Merrill Field Airport. And while Robert is getting the plane ready to go, there's a couple things, you know, he has to do. Sure. Cindy Hall's ass. Good for She fucking runs. Run, girl, run. Yeah. She's, um, and she runs for her life. And she still Mm -hmm. has a handcuff on her wrist. Oh, so she's half naked, she's barefoot, she's running down the road, she's handcuffed, and she's trying to do her best to flag down a vehicle. And apparently at this time, Robert noticed and was actually chasing her. So can you imagine that? Oh, God. That fight for your life, life you are running. I would everything. run like yeah. nobody's business. Well, she jumps into a truck that slowed down and um, gets away with her life with Robert chasing her. That's fantastic. She asked the driver, whose name was Robert Yunt, to take her to a motel called Mush Inn. Why wouldn't you, you go to the cops? This, that, okay, you're right. I probably should have thought of that first. But you know what annoys me more? The name of this hotel? <laughs> I thought about that too when you said I was like, the Mush, Mush Inn. Inn. But yeah, instead of the police station. So oh. uh, the driver did that. But as soon as he drops her off. He finds the closest payphone and he calls the police. Thank God. I know. Somebody has Somebody sensed. has, thank you. Robert Yunt is the only, or Yunt, <laughs> however you say this, literally in this whole story is the only person. I know. I, yeah, I was literally just thinking about that. I was like, this is the only guy that has a brain. <laughs> right. So Cindy switches hotels, but the police uh, catch up with her. And she, she's at Big Timber. <laughs> oh, we so said we go from Mush Inn to Big to Timber. Big Timber. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> goes downhill from here no it is downhill (laughs) that's for you charles (laughs) um and then she's got handcuffs on the entire time it's not until the police uncuff her with the master whatever universal key that those handcuffs come off of her body oh my god the police did not believe her and i'm not shocked she was underage they thought that she made it up because there was a bad transaction with the client yeah but why would you go to the police yeah 
I mean that. I mean, it, I don't cops understand. Are, these guys, these this this police force is terrible. Is terrible. And what I don't understand is, oh my, God. she visibly was beaten. Exactly. Severely. I was gonna so, say. So if you, as a police officer, can't look at somebody and say, we at least need to do to look more. into this a little bit. Well, so. Um, Cindy describes oh. her attack in extreme detail. She mm-hmm. describes Robert in extreme detail. She goes to talk about his acne scars, his crooked his crooked teeth, mm. his stuttering problem, the type of plane that he owned, the car, the house. The amount of detail that she had, they mentioned over and over in the story that it was just crazy, the amount of detail that she was able to retain. Well, that's fantastic, but obviously it didn't help her. It took a while. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, but I'll share with you why. They take Cindy to the hospital to get her checked out, and the examination does show that she suffered from a severe sexual assault. Sure. So there's already evidence piling up, right? Police did go to speak with Robert, and this is where it goes yeah. off the rails a little bit. Um, and they were amazed at the accurate description Cindy had given, right down to the smallest detail. They knocked on the door. Robert answers. He explains that he could not have assaulted Cindy and said that he spent the first part of the day with friends working on his plane. And the later part of the day, he visited another friend and they went fishing. Oh, my God. And and that was his excuse was that he was working on his plane and went fishing. Right. And he had a couple well-respected friends that basically corroborated the story. <gasps> so they lied for him. Yes, they did. What pieces of shit. It's not looking good for Cindy in her case at right. this time. And matter of fact, Robert was so sure of his innocence, he let the police search his house and his car, and they couldn't find anything. They, they were hoping to find a gun, but they found nothing. Uh, no evidence. And so, and they couldn't even find where she had been chained in the basement. In my mind, I envisioned like some hooks or something. Yeah, I was thinking, but, surely there's got to be like something to keep the chain in place. Would you have bolts or something? Yep, they didn't find anything. Um, but they were, again, still amazed at how accurate Cindy's detail was. Um, mm. There was also a split with the officers. And so some believed Cindy and some thought that she had made it up. And so the police small team that they were they really were divided yeah 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 after all robert had been arrested before and police knew that um his nickname was bad bob the baker he has a couple of nicknames i was gonna say this guy's got a lot so of known. nicknames the going on are you know no it's not like he's never had a ticket never been in prison or anything well it's probably like that, a right? small well that and it's a small town so and you probably small, know the baker right, right? <laughs> they decided to go back and pick up Cindy, and they wanted her to take a polygraph test. However, when they went back, Cindy was gone. Yeah, I would have hauled ass, too, because I'd be terrified I'd that fucker was coming back and getting me. Yep. The police, uh, they don't close her case, though, which I think mm-hmm. is something smart. But they decide to send everything that they had to the Alaska State Troopers. Um because they were investigating several murders across Anchorage. And the minion, the women who were murdered were primarily prostitutes. And they were living the, the high-risk lives, right? Sure. I mean, it caused them to think that maybe there could be a connection. So there were actually some, and it took a while, but there were some police officers that were connecting dots and thinking. Wondering what the hell's going on. This may be connected to another case right and still kind sure. of dealing with the the police officers who are like eh, whatever she's those die. guys are mono- uh, misogynistic assholes yeah um the police knew that these women 
were all being offered large sums of cash for sexual favors on a, or a date, and then they would never return. Mm. So they do have some information, and it's starting to all sound sound alike and come like together. repetitive. Mm-hmm. It was said at one time these disappearances became a part of everyday life. Oh God! So the women were missing at that rate. Right. That's awful. So I wanted to talk about several of the women that we know he he actually did abduct mm-hmm. and kill. And I got this information from True Crime Edition. So this is not mine. <laughs> um, uh, the the Jane Doe that we talked about, age 16 to 25, she was found um, in July of 1980 in a shallow grave. She had been stabbed to death in the back and had been eaten by animals, mm. which we talked about. This was the first Jane Doe. I didn't realize until later on, though, that she was this young. Yeah, that's awful. Um, and she was, uh, she's unidentifiable, and to this day, she still hasn't been identified. Oh. Yeah. Um, Joanna Messina's body was the next to be found in the same month. She was 24 when she went missing in July, and her body was found in a gravel pit. Mm. And then, of course, Sherry Moreau's body was the one that was discovered by the two off-duty police officers where she had been shot three times mm. and redressed. And in 1983, Paula Goulding's body was discovered by the same river. It's kind of like he had a, a a hunting ground or a graveyard. Yeah, clearly. So they're, they seem to be in a very, they're kind, they're really closely right packed in, I guess. Oh. Um, as with Sherry, she was found in a shallow grave. So this is the Paula Goulding and had been redressed after her shooting. Um, one of the police officers in the local police department had now had seven murdered women in and around Anchorage. And when Cindy's case file was delivered to the office, he and his team immediately began to connect the dots. It only makes me wonder, like we're talking about getting redressed, you know, is it that he has been, he's got some sexual, somebody said something about, you know, him liking sex or a certain way, maybe shamed him into something that makes I don't know, makes him want to redress everybody yeah. after the fact. It seems like a lot of work for it me does. to understand why. why well, yeah, but that. it's it's definitely, but there's one, something there. Yeah. I don't know why, but that is, that's so very strange and odd if you're just going to dump them anyway. Yeah, because he does, and, and, and it's not like he makes them, like, he, it's a, to put them on yourself on a baby is already hard oh, enough. Oh, dear Lord, a, a toddler who just won't help you. Grown. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and an adult. I just I wouldn't know where to even begin. Oh yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah. So Robert Hansen was very quickly becoming a person of interest due to his history. Um and what do we have three or four times where he could have been actually put away? Sure. Yeah. Um, at least. But so were many others, apparently. Cindy's file put him right at the top of the list, mm-hmm. however, right? Because she was able to describe to a T his house. Right. And they began to look through his arrest records. And that's when they really find his long list of criminal <laughs> activity. And it all has this similar, you know, motive. And, um, you know, in particular, the one rape case. So 18-year-old sex worker Robert Patters- Robin Patterson was kidnapped at gunpoint outside of a Nevada club in December of 1971. So he was starting to murder people before he went to Anchorage. Mm. Um, Her attacker, which was Robert, tied her hands, drove her towards uh, a peninsula to to a hotel. It's a 
mm-hmm. Kanawa Peninsula Hotel. Did I say that right? Sure. <laughs> Sounds great. But during the journey, he pulls over multiple times and strips her clothes and then uh, has sex with her. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just gross stuff. Yeah. That's so 17 mm. people, you guys, he actually murdered. Several pe- several police officers and the Alaska State Troopers knew that Robert was the man that they were looking for. Mm-hmm. He had a plane, he so he definitely had access to the areas uh, way out that these right. women were being found in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had easy access to the victims because they were runaways or prostitutes. And he was a hunter. Yeah. A very good one. Clearly. And he had been convicted of sexual crimes in the past. Right. Twice, search warrants were requested for Robert's property, and twice they were denied I don't, by the district attorney. I Because he felt like he didn't have enough evidence, or was it like the good old boy thing? It was a good old boy thing. That is horrible. He had witnesses that were respected. Right. And carried some sort of weight. He was a man. He mm. was dabbling with prostitutes and runaways, and I don't think they were really put on any sort of pedestal at that time. So sure. I don't think they were of any importance to this police department. Oh my God. That's so very awful. It's just, yeah, I was it's it, sickening. So he kept killing. Right. Um, Ugh. however, a couple of police officers were fed up. This is why I got to commend these, mm-hmm. these couple of police officers. Definitely. Like, no, we know this dude is fucking guilty and we're gonna do whatever we have to do. Um, they were fed up with not getting anywhere. So they called the FBI. Oh, good. <laughs> They just went right on around like, the DA. Yep. They were like, fuck you. And your couch. Yes. We're and going right to FBI. Right. <laughs> fuck your couch. <laughs> so, um, and I got this from truecrimeedition.com. Uh, the call was sent once they called the FBI. The call yeah. was sent to the behavioral, behavioral science unit. And a man named John Douglas was assigned oh, to the case. I love John Douglas. Me too. I do too. Douglas is best known for his work depicted in the miniseries Mindhunter with criminal profiling, yeah. which we know. Um, Douglas was not told anything about the man they suspected, but was given the information about the three recovered bodies. From here, he created a criminal psychological profile of the man he believed was responsible for the murders. I find this shit so I feel like it's it, fascinating. I wish I would have known this was a job. You and me both. I didn't know this I, was a job. Right? I wonder if it's too late. Yeah, we can't. I've already talked to Randy about that because I was like, ooh, FBI. He was like, yeah, no, you can't do it anymore. Fuck. I'm that. too old. I don't believe. I don't believe. I'm going to look. Is he right? Did you look? Um, no, I just took his word for it. God, I hope he's wrong. We hope you're wrong, Ryan. We're totally going into the FBI <laughs> after we, you know, run a triathlon (laughs) so what he said was he thought the killer would be around 40 years old and have low self-esteem due to a history of rejection Ah, see Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he would be an intelligent and well-respected member of the community he lived in now he was not intelligent (laughs) no i was gonna say he's dumb he would have been involved in shoplifting and arson and at some point at some point during his life. Okay, and he set all the buses on fire. Yep. So he would be an experienced hunter and oh. would keep trophies from his victims. I mean this guy. So his on report, point. Right? Douglas on is, point. Yeah. Douglas's profile describes Robert perfectly, and along with Cindy's testimony against uh, Robert Hansen, police were able to finally get a 
GD search warrant. Finally. For his property, his plane, and his car. Only because John Douglas was like, okay, here's this guy's profile. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. If he wouldn't have done that. He might still be killing more. Well, he's probably dead. He's now. dead now. No, but, but yeah. yeah, he would have. He would have. <laughs> he would killed a lot more people. Who knows? God. So, so, all right. Let's talk about Robert's wife. Um, her name is. <gasps> I've been wondering about her. Darla. I was shocked. Wait until you find out about her. Darla um, had stood by her husband through the rape, through the theft charges. She <sighs> believed she could save him with her faith. Oh God. You know, they went to church together, and she claimed she had no idea um, that this his path right would lead him to murder. So she, I'm going to let you explain, but. Yeah, because I questioned it. I'm like, nope. I have so many questions. So, (laughs) so uh, I question how she could not have known. Right. And apparently, and I did like triple confirm this. um, They kept their incomes completely separate. And I also found that they lived very separate, independent lives. Oh, so it was one of those. Yeah. She she just in my opinion then she Sounds just turned very a, nice. Well, she just turned a blind eye. You had to. You have to. I so well I'll share a little bit more with you because I mean, I'm at the point now where I'm like, uh, okay, but uh. mm. um she said later that Rob Robert was verbally abusive towards her mm. and his time in jail was deeply humiliating for her. I bet. She, oh god. She took the kids up to see him and um <sighs> she, you know, I don't know what that is like, right? I don't know what that feeling would be, but I think I would be mortified. I would have been mortified, absolutely. My my husband. I know. Right? This and is I'm the going man to in jail. I chose to reproduce. Right. <laughs> exactly. I would be mortified. Um, but after I did a little bit more I did a little more research, she has a master's degree in education. Oh wow. I know. And so she tutored children for money. Mm. I was a little shocked when I read that. A master's Interesting. degree in education. Um, she also said that she knew, quote, he was up to no good. See, you knew you had an inkling. Here, but here we go. You had an inkling. But she, it gets, it gets, it gets better. It gets a little more like, ugh. Um, but she thought that picking up hookers in the middle of the night was what he, is all that he was doing. She oh, he was just picking up hookers. She just thought he was fucking hookers. That's all she thought. Uh, oh, 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 go, that's it. Oh. That's just and she Bob. also said he's this, just fucking a hooker. This this is annoying. Yeah, she was. What the fuck? She was totally used to it. She thought she could change him. She thought her faith in God could change him. Oh my and god! And said that if he spent more time in the church, he could get it all sorted. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm, church is just gonna fix him right up. <laughs> yes. Bless your heart. Fucking idiot. So, so if you're wondering, like I did, why Darla and the kids never fucking came home and yes, found and information or saw someone in the basement chained. Please explain. Anything, it would be because Darla, this, they truly did live like freaking separate lives. Darla would take, she was from Arkansas. So she, in the summer times, they would pack up and go back to Arkansas for weeks. Oh, so he did time. all his hunting and... BS bullshit yeah. raping when she wasn't home. She was from Arkansas. That's where all of her family was. Got and the it. only reason why she went to Alaska was for because of him, Robert. And um, so she 
you know, it was said that she was gone a lot. Oh my God. So that to me was like, that's why. Oh and she's my not God. gone for a day or two. She's right. gone for, for weeks, weeks, months, yeah. Or months. Right. Oh my God. Um but, you know, they they did end up finding what they needed in the search from the uh, warrant that they were actually finally able to obtain. Mm-hmm. In the very back of his attic, they found many weapons, including the one that Cindy described as well. Um, so then they believed her. Then they're like, okay, so yeah. we might actually have a we might actually have some things. Yeah, they yeah. actually didn't have shells, but they had guns that matched the caliber of shells that they found. Gotcha. Um, so they also found a bag of jewelry. Now, I'm assuming that this was from his victims. Like some kind of trophy? Yep. Yeah. Um, Robert Hansen was arrested at the age of 44 and charged with kidnapping, assault, theft, insurance, <gasps> fraud, weapon charges. They got him on a lot of things. So oh, my gosh. With Good. Now, Cindy, he was our age when he was arrested. Can you imagine like No, I cannot. Oh, I cannot. I cannot. Now I always think of these people that have done this shit like in their late fifties for some reason. I don't know why. Cause I guess because they've had their reign of terror and then later they've they're getting caught. I mean, think about the Golden State Killer. That fucker's what, 70? Yep. 80? Yep. <laughs> so 44. Whew. I no, I like, oh, that shit's got to be out of your system. Time served got to be done by now. Exactly. <laughs> right? So now when he was questioned, he did not deny that he had been with these women. But he claimed that it was consensual sex and it was not bullshit. Right. I know. It, it's bullshit. He stated that they were getting revenge, claiming that they all had changed the price. Every single one of them. They all changed the price of a sexual favor and that he wasn't going to pay. So that was his re- That was the conspiracy theory he came up with. Yeah. They all joined the Every sexual pro- the prostitution union. The and guild. then they, they were like, the we're guild gonna, against Robert Hansen. Yeah, we're going to up the price of a blowjob to, I don't know, 250 And he was like, oh, nope, I can't pay. And so they all were going to like just say he raped her. Apparently. Yep. Raped them yep. all. That's what he said. What a fucking. He is dumb as a box of rocks but shit really does start to fall apart for him because once he's arrested the friends that had given him the alibi realizing the seriousness right of yeah them going oh maybe we shouldn't have done that yeah they basically recanted their story and literally admitted that they lied so now he had no explanation for the night of cindy's abduction um forensics are starting to come back with matches from crime scene bullets and shells um, and Robert and his attorney basically decide that, oh my God, you are crazy. Let's see what we need to do to get a plea deal to maybe you save know, your life. Save, so you'll die in prison. Right, right. Robert does agree to a plea deal to mm-hmm. four murders. He basically says, I will admit to four murders. And he also agreed to give more information about the other murders and other victims, all of which he marked on an aviation map with an X. Oh, wow. So they had literally... They had a list of they them? Had, they had an aerial map, mm-hmm. not with names, but with X's. X's. And once they looked at that map compared to the bodies that they had found, right. they ended up being... Uh, X marks the spot of the... So how many was it in total? 34. Oh, my God. 30. That's awful. 17 murdered, though. So 17 murdered, 34 women raped. 
included yeah. that included the yeah. women that he yeah. had murdered too. Oh my god! And after he was arrested, women started that he had let go started to come forward when they knew oh good he was behind prison. bars because yeah. I would have been terrified. I. I guess that's why the, you know, Cindy didn't go to the cops. I, I mean, think I but, would have went to the cops, right? But I would like to think if something like that happened to me, I would go to the cops. Well, yeah, but if, you know, you run the risk of, and I'm sure a lot of women feel this way, is, you know, if they don't believe me or he gets let go, he's going to come find me and kill me because he knows yeah. I ratted him out. Yeah. You know, that, oh, it would be scary as fuck. Yeah. I would, like, mm, I don't know what awful. I would do. I don't, I, I don't know. That's awful. But on February 27th, 1984, Robert Hansen was sentenced to 461 years Good. plus life in prison with no chance of parole. So when he went to jail after that hearing, he would never step f- be outside of that j- prison as a friend. Good. Thank God. However, he did. He died recently. He died on August 21st, 2014 at the age of 75. Now, he did have some health issues, Mm -hmm. but I'm still saying compared to his victims, he had a peaceful death. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he, it was complications with existing health issues. I don't give a shit. Nobody was pulling probably his fingers off and nobody was like shooting him and raping him in the butt. Stabbing him. Thank you. Yeah. So nobody was hunting him. I was kind of hoping he would have been like, oh, suffered and murdered. Oh, that would have been fantastic. That would have been fantastic. Well, that was awful. All about Robert Hansen. Well, thank you. I forgot. Well, yeah, that's a great compliment. Yeah, that is awful. Why, thank you. Yeah, you looked like... I know, I didn't know how to take that for a second. I was like, wait, did you hear what I said? But all right, I get it. All right, so... So so Thanksgiving this week. Yes, yes. I'm going to my sister-in-law's. And um, so my husband's wife... I mean, my husband's wife. My husband's sister. (laughs) That would have been awkward. Um, But yeah, we're going there. To eat some turkey. Cool. So then we will see you guys soon. Yep. I am um, doing research for my episode. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, it's always been a crazy case that I've, I've been obsessed with. I think just because it's so fucking horrible. Um, and so, yeah, we'll hopefully record on Sunday. Um, yes. That is the plan. The plan. Um, I should be done. And um, so, yeah, stay tuned. Everybody have a fantastic Turkey Day if you celebrate Thanksgiving. And for those of you who don't, um, I hope you enjoy the day off. <laughs> Hopefully you have it off. <laughs> All right. Check us out on and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Status Macabre. Always in, email us at statusmacabre.com. And, of course, uh, statusmacabre.com. Yes. Yes, we got all the status macabre stuff. I covered. think anything that's status macabre, look us up, write us something. I don't, we don't care. <laughs> all um, right, all right, everybody, have a great rest of your week, Bye. and happy Turkey Day. Happy Turkey Day. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.